San Francisco. Welcome to Quizotron. host Rebecca Watson and please join me in welcoming tonight's special guests Sean Charlesworth, Joe Klosek, Adam Rogers and Keith Old Jensen. Thank you very much to Kate, our wait staff for this evening. We very much appreciate it. Yay. Yay. So, uh, in case this is your first time here at Quizotron, um, there are going to be several rounds of questions. As you can see in front of us, each contestant uh, has a buzzer in front of them. They can ring those buzzers at any point, but not right now. I know you're going to really want to ring those buzzers. I appreciate you holding off. They will ring those buzzers, and uh, they will receive points if they are correct or if they make me laugh. They will lose points if they are wrong or if they displease me in some manner. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just the way it goes here. Uh, and at the end of the night, whoever has the highest score will receive the Quizotron belts. Uh, they can't keep it, but they can wear it for up to 30 seconds. <laughs> It's very expensive. <laughs> we're, we're not that popular yet. We can't just give out belts. Uh, so, uh, how's uh, your microphone doing? Still? Oh, hey, I'm live. Oh, huh? I'm in the what game. What a show! Yeah. Validation at last. Our tech Evan. Yes. <laughs> Is it Evan? I want to say Evan. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> He's been he's been our tech for every show and he's amazing. He just stormed out. <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> My name is Ethan. I hate you. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's jump into round one. Get to know the contestants. Question number one: Which panelist has an IMDb credit with the following seven out of ten star review title? What happens when you sell your creative integrity? Joe. Uh, Keith. Absolutely correct. Well done. Whoa. What's funny is that I had no idea. <laughs> I got seven stars for selling my integrity? Yeah. I would have thought it was worth half that. <laughs> it was for a show called Smosh. Do you remember ah. doing a show called Smosh? Yeah, yeah. I played a uh, Revolutionary War soldier. It was a, an Assassin's Creed parody. <laughs> That sounds horrible. An Assassin's yeah. Creed parody? Yeah, it, Smosh is huge. Like, it paid very well. These guys became millionaires off having a goofy uh, YouTube channel. Oh. Uh, their integrity was a lot. Yeah, yeah. They got yeah, a lot they... more for their integrity than I got for mine, apparently. Well, you weren't actually mentioned in the review, if that makes you feel better. Oh, sure. That makes me feel great. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't your integrity that was sold, apparently. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Assassin's Creed paid them to parody them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's the life. That, you have to be secure. Yeah. Keith, uh, what, what other things do you do? Just that. Just that. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have this book out called Punching Nazis and Other Good Ideas. 
And on Wow, uh, it's right there on the table in yeah, front of you and probably available. Enough, enough said, enough said about the book. Um, on July no, I'd like for, to no, just go not, into a no, little yeah, bit. On July 14th, I'm recording my new album for 800-pound Gorilla Records called Unclean. But I mean, and if we're selling the book the, tonight, we should talk about it a little right, bit. Right, it's a good book. It's got uh, rave reviews. <laughs> What is a uh, promo? Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> she she uh, does this to me every who, show. This uh, is her running gag. What kind of famous people have done blurbs on it? Uh, Mike Kaplan actually gave me a lovely review right on no, the back of the book. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. The Austin <laughs> Chronicle, the Washington Post. No, I swear there was someone else. I can't think of who you might be. I remember it was Roseanne Barr. Ah, I hate you so much. <laughs> Roseanne Barr blurbed your book about punching Nazis. <laughs> yes, she did. And it was published the same day that she went public with being a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. uh, good times. Every month we're going to do this. Uh, every month. And this month I realized there is also a typo in the blurb. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like it's not just you got a blurb from a Nazi in your book about punching Nazis, but they fucked it up. Keith Lowell Jensen in Hilarious. <laughs> Keith Lowell Jensen in Hilarious. Yeah. Now on Broadway. Wow. Great. Thanks for being here, Keith. Seven stars for <laughs> Seven out of ten. I hate her so much. <laughs> Love you, too. Question number two. <clears throat> what are Sean Charlesworth's two projects listed on his IMDb? <laughs> Adam. Is one the 3D printed jet car? Because that's the one that I loved the most. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's not the 3D printed oh, jet car. Oh. It's super uh, cool, though. Joe. Glow in the dark monkeys. <laughs> so close. Two glow in the dark monkeys? <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Because um, you need a man and a woman monkey to make baby glow in the dark monkeys. I mean, that's not the right answer, but I'm giving you points oh, thank for you. it. Because <laughs> I did enjoy that. Sean, do you, do you happen to know? I'm Sean Charlesworth, and I didn't even know I was on IMDb. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Well done, Sean. Yes. <laughs> Sean, your two projects are The Chipper Finch of Inwood. <laughs> and oh, I've seen that one. <laughs> have you? No one else has, I think. Direct to video. And Watcher in the Dark. They are both short. That's a porn. And they <laughs> <laughs> were you the Watcher what? in the Dark? <laughs> who's, who's the her watch? Watch who in the dark? Who are we? See, that's why you need the glow in the dark monkeys. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you were very close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got mm. special thanks on each of those. Oh, interesting. I have to you... look this up. Uh, I'm going to guess, I'm going to have to guess that these are, I used to work at NYU in the film and TV program. Yeah. And these are probably my work studies. I, I think you're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but you're famous. You know, you've got an IMDb. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, what, so tell us about, wait, what, what was the thing that Adam mentioned? <laughs> oh, the, uh, I'm, a grew up in the eighties, a giant fan of Buckaroo Banzai. And uh, I read a I read an article that Adam had done in Wired for the when he went on the Joko cruise, and I completely related to what he was relating <laughs> uh, about the about not was feeling a, uh, was a weird nerdy one. enough. Oh, I, you right. know, and uh, it's the first time I have ever yeah. not felt nerdy enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and uh, it it, it uh, touched a nerve with me as well. And uh, he also m- mentioned Buck Rubens, and I sent him a jet car that I. I 3D printed. Oh, all right. Which I promptly painted and put on my desk at the office because I am never going to not feel nerdy enough again. That's breaking the rules now. Oh, it's like your Dumbo feather. (laughs) (laughs) You can take it on the next Joko cruise, which I've never been invited on, despite doing many events with those guys. 
Yeah. Anyway, let's move past it. Sean, uh, yeah. <laughs> what other sort of projects do you work on these uh, days? I mainly do. Uh, I work with uh, Adam Savage's Tested uh, after Mythbusters. He kind of did this. It's a definitely a nerd site. We do a lot of props and cosplay and building stuff. So I do fabrication for them. Nice. Yeah. Sean Charlesworth, everyone. Very cool. <laughs> All right, question number three. When you Google Adam Rogers, what's the profession of the number one search result? Adam Rogers. Jazz guitarist. Absolutely correct. Whoa. (laughs) Wait, why would I know that? Never worry about not being geeky enough. (laughs) Ever, ever again. Wow, you were fast on that buzzer. I that, like it. it vexes me. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> well, it's, it's on his business You're card. You're like battling for number we one. We used to live in the same neighborhood, and I used to get calls, people wanting somebody to come play a gig. <laughs> I'm not ever the agree? jazz guitarist. I'll I should be, right be clear. There. Did you ever show up with a guitar and I just fuck up the gig? Should've. <laughs> I should have. It never occurred. I'm, I should have. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did you meet him? I, no, I've never. I'm, How long has this been going on? Yeah. He's 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 my age. He, so it's it's like 25 years. And you you've had 25 years to learn jazz guitar. How hard could it be? <laughs> it's jazz. You don't have to really know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I literally never thought of either of those things, and they're such good fucking ideas. I can't. <laughs> It's never too late, Adam. You've got another 25 years at least. You're you're a good-looking guy. (laughs) It's not like you don't know someone who could 3D print a guitar. That's That's true. That's a good point. Uh, Adam, you're not a guitarist yet, but what are you? I I am Existentially speaking. Existentially. I am uh, just glad to be here, honestly. (laughs) Great answer. Great answer. All right. Next question. (laughs) No, uh, you uh, first came to our attention here on Quizzatron. You've been on the show before. Uh, thanks to your book, Proof, which is the science of alcohol. And, <laughs> and still, still doing research, I still see. Still doing research. <laughs> Never ending. You do uh, look like you're getting a little low. Would you like another one no, of those? No, I'm good. Thank okay. you. I'll, I'll All right. just... One of the one of the, chapter nine is the head goes right down onto the table. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I wrote a book uh, about the science of alcohol because I am mostly a science writer and during the day and you know was doing the other stuff after Alcoholic I was getting home. Night. So I was like, we should combine all of my interests <laughs> right. uh, into one thing. Um, and I uh, I work for Wired. I'm a mostly covering science and other miscellaneous geekery um, <laughs> and working on another book now, which I was. Saying earlier, I'm I'm about to get the first notes on from my agent, which so nobody's read it yet. So I'm if I'm a little distracted, it's because I'm terrified. <laughs> it is <laughs> a I'm terrifying I'm about to be thing. judged. Is there a title? <clears throat> I think it's going to be called the Color Sense. The Color it's Sense about how people make and see colors. Awesome! Yeah. I can't wait. Thank you. Me neither. God damn it! <laughs> Adam Rogers, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Final question in this round. Um, same question, but for Joe Klosek. <laughs> What's the profession and the number one search result? It's you have to buzz in. There you go. It's not me. <laughs> Correct, but I need you to be a little more specific. Uh, I don't... Photography. <laughs> I you just know, took a shot. I like your gumption, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's incorrect. Uh, Although I do, I'm, I appreciate the fact that you apparently have not been uh, ego googling yourself. I have not. <laughs> I'm afraid of the results. Well, you shouldn't be. Uh, 
The number one search result is a very sexy actor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it is me. It's you. Are you a 23-year-old Australian? Yes. Yes. That's how good yes. of an actor I am. If yes. the price is right. <laughs> you know what? And your acting abilities are so good, I never would have guessed you yes. were Australian. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Australian. Australian. <laughs> 23 sexy. and good looking, he could have pulled off. All right. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, first of uh, all, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Klosik? Yes. Yes. I didn't make it more of a Z. I made it more of a S. No, you got it perfect. Klosik. No, you actually got it right. Oh, yeah. Klosik. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Yeah, no, perfect. <laughs> and you are not a 23-year-old Australian actor. <laughs> I am not. What are you? I'm a 50-year-old sad white man. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all at yeah. heart? Yeah. 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 Up here right now, yeah. 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 <laughs> Pretty much we nailed that demographic, yeah. Yeah, this is the diversity show. Yeah, Keith, Keith did make fun of me for the booking for this month. It is an extremely white male show, but I be... told him this is the only way he's ever going to win. Aww. So. No one's ever called me extremely male before. Aww. <laughs> Thank you. Not a compliment. Uh, <laughs> Joe, what, what do you do with yourself? I am a stand-up comedian. Great. Yes. Uh, and where do you perform? What do you do? Like uh, what? here tonight? <laughs> yes, it's my first show. I uh, hope it goes uh-huh. well. Yeah, now you're um, killing it so yeah, far. Yeah. Uh, well, San Francisco's home, so Punchline, Cobbs, mm-hmm. those are the big two. Uh, piano fights, of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, I heard you had a show called Previously Secret Information. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for chiming in with that plug. Wow, that was uh, just so casual. It was well done. I like that. Yeah. that was, thank you. Organic. I do have a monthly storytelling show in San Francisco at another theater called uh, Stage Works. And uh, you know what? As a comic, I realize that an audience only lets you do two things on stage be funny or angry. Hmm. Yeah. Which one are you? Uh, I'm funny. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. But I wanted to be like a complete human being and tell stories with a full range of emotions, so I created a storytelling show. That's fascinating. Yeah. Is it just you telling the stories? Or no, I, I have three, sometimes four other people all telling pretty cool stories, all true, mostly true. Um, <laughs> you got to say mostly true nowadays, just in right. case. Yeah. 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 You don't want to have another, like a scandal on your hands from someone. Uh, you know what? I don't, I'm afraid to Google for obvious reasons. Clearly. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's very good looking. You shouldn't be afraid of I it. I should? Okay, wow, yeah. all right. <laughs> I wonder if he's like depressed when he Googles and I pop up. <laughs> he's like, that's me in America. Oh, man. <laughs> he's probably a little jealous. He doesn't have a storytelling show. That's true. He doesn't need Nobody it. wants to hear his boring stories. He doesn't need a personality either. He's probably no. gorgeous. He's yeah. Australian. The accent does it alone, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody needs a personality. It's probably just an here. accent with a manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just think you see a headshot. Joe Klosik, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hop into our our first real round. Uh, This category is called Brains. (laughs) Like Ow. (laughs) Question number one. What disorder have today's neuroscientists just diagnosed Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci with? Joe. Narcissistic asshole. <laughs> wow, strong opinions about Leonardo da Vinci. I'm giving you points thank even though you, it's not thank right. Thank you, No, damn. <laughs> Have you been holding on to that one for a, a while? Little while a little while, I feel while. like that anger has just come out. Come see the story about him. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. No, not narcissistic asshole. Damn. Uh, Adam. Dyslexia? Incorrect. I'm so sorry. Ooh. No. 
Although he could apparently write a backwards writing. He could I write thought backwards, yeah, like with both funny. hands. So not a bad guess. Oh, no, a terrible guess. Terrible, awful guess. Right. Terrible yeah. guess. Yeah. He could write backwards with both hands. He did not have dyslexia. Yeah, but, <laughs> Sean. Uh, ADHD. Sean, that is absolutely correct. Wow. <laughs> I read stuff. Did That's you, one of us. Did one. you know? Did you know that? Did you read that, or did you guess that? No, I was guessing. That's a good guess. All right. Is that why he goes from model to model to model? Yes. Actually, yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Leonardo da Vinci was a, apparently well known for jumping from project to project to project and never really finishing things. Made a lot of drawings, didn't actually build a lot of his cool helicopters and things. Um, so Marco Catani of King's College London said, while impossible to make a post-mortem diagnosis for someone who lived 500 years ago, correct, <laughs> I'm still going to write a scientific paper about it, uh, I'm confident that ADHD is the most convincing and scientifically plausible hypothesis to explain Leonardo's difficulty in finishing his works. Historical records show that he spent excessive time planning projects but lacked perseverance. Ooh. ADHD could explain aspects of his temperament and his strange mercurial genius. Keith, did, are, do you have ADHD? Was that the one of us chant? I'm sorry, <laughs> what were we? I kind of zoned out. Okay. <laughs> that was too easy. Tiny. Talking about. Yeah. Yes, diagnosed in fourth grade. Yeah? Yeah. It's fun. It's good. Is I it? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, for some reason, like felt strongly at that age, and I, I still kind of marvel over this now that I felt so strongly at that age, especially as my daughter's approaching that age, uh, that it was something I liked. And I wouldn't take the Ritalin, fought with my parents really hard about it, never did take it. And now I wonder if maybe uh, I would have more of a career. Look at you now. (laughs) (laughs) Or if I might not be funny at all. I don't know. Keith, look where you are. (laughs) (laughs) Which Yeah. Tonight tonight is one of those nights where I'm glad I didn't take my Ritalin. Yes. Uh, (laughs) As are we all. (laughs) All right. Question number two. The World Health Organization has officially recognized as a disorder addiction to what? Keith. <laughs> really thinking this one over. No, I thought I knew it, and then now I'm, I'm doubting myself. Was, is it uh, gaming? Absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. It is oh. gaming. Well done. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you should applaud every good... Every correct answer Keith gets because no, they're quite what, rare. This is the pattern. I that makes sense. I do okay in the first half of the show, and then we just tank. Yeah, <laughs> which is weird because you don't drink, so, <laughs> so it's not like as the night goes on you get. Hey, less. I have an idea. Let's next month I drink and just see Ooh, what happens. I don't want to be wow. your gateway to that. <laughs> I'd rather not. You should read uh, his book. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> not the book. How the yeah. yeah. That came out wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that was very insulting. (laughs) Uh, It's fine. Yes, uh, video games have been added to the list of possible addictions. Um, And it doesn't mean... I at first felt very attacked by it (laughs) because I play video games a lot. But it doesn't just mean playing video games a lot. It means uh, if video games are having a serious negative impact on your life, if your uh, partner leaves you, if you're neglecting friendships. I see a friend of mine doing the eh look. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true, we haven't hung out in a while, Kate. But it's not because of video games, all right? It's because of severe depression. All right? (laughs) Severe depression and anxiety. Thank you. Video games are my escape, and I can quit anytime. Uh, 
Oh, let's just move on. This, uh, <laughs> question number three. It got very real. Uh, I know, oh, I know. Man. According to a study published this month, romantic couples with high levels of creativity were more likely to do what when left alone in a room for seven minutes? Sean. Kill each other. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. No, Sean. No. Bad, Sean. <laughs> no, Joe. Come up with unique and devastating ways to tear each other down. <laughs> wow. I feel like both of you should no. be in a relationship together. <laughs> I feel like you guys deserve each other. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry, Keith. I hope it's smooch. <laughs> it is smooch. Yeah. Oh, Keith, you're on fire. Well, yeah. he is on fire. This is how it always starts, Joe. This is how it starts. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> be physically intimate. Oh. Um, this was a series of three studies that were looking at how creativity might play a role in the longevity of relationships because creative people, the scientists think, uh, might be able to better be able to uh, keep a hold of that initial passion in a relationship by... Um, always looking at their partner with sort of rose-colored glasses. Um, so the third and final study uh, involved these couples being left in a room for seven minutes and told to do whatever they want. <laughs> and then they secretly filmed it. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it got real And then they watched shady. the films on date night. <laughs> they did. And then they had their interns, like, describe how passionate each couple was. The worst, the worst job was being the people who had to watch the control group of not creative couples who, who weren't romantically interested in each other sit yeah. there for seven minutes just being like... Just staring at each other. Yeah. How are we doing here? Where, where are we at? Right. <laughs> Looking at the clock. That's a zero. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, the more creative a couple was, the more passionate they were in their seven-minute long makeout session. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. That's very sweet. <laughs> and then they had a kid and never touched each other again. <laughs> All their creativity went into their child, and that was it. Uh, next question. An engineer was accidentally dosed with what drug while fixing a synthesizer from the 60s, Adam? <laughs> it's LSD. Absolutely correct. Well done. That's what I could have guessed, but you beat me to it. You could have, but you didn't. <laughs> Adam, did you see this story? I did, yeah. It was local. Yep. It was uh, the, uh, refitting some kind of like sound gear from, from the 60s. Did he it, enjoy it? I, I think not. I think it was like it, uh, kind of a lot and kind of a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, sort of six hours later. It was nine hours. <laughs> it was a nine-hour-long trip. That's a, that's a lot, right? That's a long-ass time. I, I like, hope he billed that as work hours. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He had a synthesizer. I hope he recorded an awesome like yeah, crowd an rock album. album. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was volunteer work, so he didn't get paid for it regardless. Oh yes, he did. Wow. <laughs> well, the best but, thing too was when people were tweeting about it. Underneath it was like, oh yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, I, I, I like, need I need like an engineer, engineer Twitter was. Like yeah, you mess with '60s stuff, and it just happens. They they all over. Like wow. there were a bunch of them underneath it. It's like, <laughs> did somebody dip a vacuum tube in acid or something? Like, how does that happen? Great question. So, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people I saw in a lot of responses, a lot of people were skeptical of it, saying you can't absorb LSD through the skin. But that's only true of like the little stamps, you know, you put on your tongue. Um, 
it is not true of a crystal of LSD, oh. which is what this guy found. It That's was a thing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It was a small crystal that was wedged under a knob that he was trying to clean. And the way he <laughs> and he's like, mm, this isn't coming up. So he pulled out a chemical solvent, ah. sprayed it on it, and then rubbed at it with his nope. thumb. And that is like just the best possible way to absorb LSD. <laughs> later that same day. Yeah. Yeah. Do we Literally know? 45 minutes later. Same thing happened when Luke Skywalker <laughs> was cleaning R2-D2 in his garage. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I think that is carbon what scoring. Yeah. That carbon explains yeah. the entire series. Yeah, that the whole <laughs> yeah. Just it a all came nine from hour that. LSD trip. Wouldn't it be great if the next movie he just wakes up in the garage like fuck? <laughs> what was I have a sister with a snow globe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happened? Oh my god, so many man babies would be so happy. I know. Was, yeah. <laughs> Those last few movies didn't even happen. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> Ray, who? Do we know whose synthesizer it was? Like, I uh, want to listen to their. I think it belonged to university. Yeah, so it belonged to. Um, uh, was it S- SF? A local university. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody oh, made go. the acid at the university. Probably. So yeah, it was it was at Cal State. Oh yeah. It was a synthesizer that had been in storage for like the last several decades. It was purchased by two professors in the '60s, but those professors have since died, so they didn't they weren't able to get any more information on its wow. problems. So it was Brian Eno, you say? <laughs> it was Brian Eno. Okay, thank you. That's what I was looking for. And then when contacted for comment, Brian Eno said, "I did it." on purpose. He deserved it. (laughs) I love you, Rebecca. (laughs) All right. Next question. Uh, What disorder might be made worse by eating a lot of fatty foods? Keith. Obesity. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be a no shit answer. I mean, no? Normally I don't give points for obvious no shit answers, but... Keith, I would Keith, argue quite a bit of shit. Keith, Keith needs this this win. So. Keith needs this. <laughs> Giving it to him. He the needs fix this, is in. Yeah, he needs this early win, so it's all right. Uh, but no, that's not what I'm looking for. Fatty foods. Well, and remember, this is still in the category of brains. Oh, <laughs> right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Adam. Alzheimer's. Incorrect. Oh, you lured me into that um, one. Should have gone for the easy joke answer, Joe. Making crystal acid. I appreciate you were trying to do a callback, but it didn't no. land. Okay. It didn't okay. land. Okay. All right. All right. I feel like you can do better in the Thanks. future. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. The correct answer is depression. Uh, oh. Eating a lot of fatty foods may cause depression, but no this shit. was a study done on rats. Oh, <laughs> so you know, just putting that one out. You're there. a rat, of course you're depressed. <laughs> you're already yeah. All oh, rats suffer from I'm depression. I'm so fat I can't get through the maze. Gets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about the cheese? <laughs> it gets worse. Um, mice fed or mice? Sorry, not rats. Mice. Okay, come on, you now. Yeah. What are we heartless? <laughs> Can you please take a point off of yourself? All right. If I could, I would. Uh, mice-fed high-fat diets were much more likely to show symptoms of depression compared to mice-fed a normal, balanced diet. Wow. Do you have any follow-up questions about this? 
like how do they determine the mouse <laughs> that's is the depressed? question i was looking for okay. yes. oh, i was going to ask what the normal mouse diet was, yeah. was they're, they're listening to joy Helen. division Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he has no interest in the electronic dance music anymore it's just all day joy division weirdest i'm not going on the wheel nails. today <laughs> Uh, there are actually two common tests to determine whether or not mice have depression. Whoa. So that's how often this sort of thing is studied in mice. I'm kind of shocked uh, that mice have health I went down there. a deep rabbit hole on this one. <laughs> no. I was More of a mouse not a, Yeah, not a... Not a no. you're, you're mixing animal metaphors now. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Ah, oh, rats. Uh, they used tail suspension and swim tests, for oh. swim tests. Oh, no. I know what, what the swim test is. Yeah. So, it's like that rat in the abyss. What, they go to the beach? In it's the, not good. It's, yeah, they went to Ocean Beach and told them oh, to Oh, yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> it's I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Both tests are ways to figure out whether or not a mouse has given up all hope. So, <laughs> so in the tail suspension, they what? tape their tail ah! to the ceiling. <laughs> what? And dangle them. That might be what's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> And the non-depressed mice will struggle very hard to climb up. And the depressed mice will just give up. They'll be like, well, there I am. My tail's taped to the ceiling. Wow. Fuck me. And the same is true of the swim test. The fourth swim test is, you know, they put them in a bowl of water. Oh, my God. It's real real bad. They They Yeah, well, they could swim. They're not made of... Lead. They they swim around, but they can't get to an edge to get out. So they time how long it takes them to just give up and just start floating. This is horrible. (laughs) Remember, I said the bad job was the uncreative couple. Yeah, this is the bad job. This This is is the bad job. The bad. Yeah. Don't got all day, mouse. Let's let's do a thing. What are we doing? Good news or bad news? But they the mice don't die. They eventually like once they give up, they're like okay, they scoop them out and they throw them back. In their in their that's almost crater. worse. But yeah, it's kind of like he wanted to die. Just deliver him unto death. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's how they figure out I whether mice are depressed my and uh, mice who eat fatty foods are more depressed. The Aww. end. Uh, <laughs> next question: What disorder can be relieved by smoking psychedelic toad milk? It's <laughs> just a normal oh. question, Sean. Hum- humbuggery. <laughs> Did you? S- I'm, I'm sorry, did you say... Humbuggery. Humbuggery? Can yes. you describe what humbuggery is? It's a general malaise of humbuggery. You know what? I'm giving it to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the answer was also depression. Oh. <laughs> Rebecca but, wrote the questions. Rebecca wrote the questions. Yeah. The answer is always, always depression. depression. Yeah. Did I mention I'm extremely oh. depressed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a real study. And by the is way... Is this the same mice? <laughs> yeah, to cheer up these mice, they're like, why don't you snort this uh, psychedelic toad milk? Good for the mice, bad for the toads in the next lab down the <laughs> hall. Oh, my God. God. No, this was actually done on humans. Uh, a single inhalation of vapor from dried toad secretion containing uh, basically a chemical compound that is very closely related to DMT oh. uh, in a naturalistic setting is related to sustained enhancement of satisfaction with life, mindfulness-related capacities, and a decrement? Is that a word? I don't know. Of psychopathological symptoms. That's the title of the... In wow. layman's terms, licking toads makes you happy. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yes. La- layman's terms, postdoc wrote up his weekend. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. And got it published. You know what? He's living his best life, and you can't fault him for that. Life hard, drugs good. That's yeah. It's, yeah. All right. Yeah, and this is, it's an American uh, of course it is. toad. Right. <laughs> toad, the toad. How I mean, you, the, the researchers are How as do well. you harvest toad secretions? Like, oh, boy. Like, uh, well, like a squeegee? <laughs> like, uh. I think with a very tiny milking machine. <laughs> Um, Only mice can do it, and they get very depressed. (laughs) (laughs) They have small hands. Yeah, it takes them a while. The participants in the study, uh, so... I prefer almond milk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the toads were harmed in the making of this, so I'm not sure. How do you feel about veganism if, like, the animal, like, no harm comes to the animal? Like, licking a toad. The toad is slightly put out. I don't think toads are able to give consent. (laughs) Okay, so it's a no. It's a no for you. Like if I lay down and put my tongue out, and the toad was like, ah, and he ran over. (laughs) Like then, then I'm. God, that'd be creepy though. (laughs) I don't want a consensual toad. (laughs) (laughs) Consensual toad is the name of my next band. It had fucking miraculous (laughs) results for the humans. Um, Ratings of... So depression was reduced, anxiety was reduced, stress was reduced after the toad-licking session. Um, Participants that experienced high levels of ego dissolution or oceanic boundlessness during the session displayed higher ratings of satisfaction with life and lower ratings of depression and stress. And Can you these say the phrase again? Like, oceanic? Oh, great question. Yeah. Oceanic boundlessness. Is that what we're suffering what from? That? Yeah, we'll do that's it later. Band. It's uh, Tom Hanks has that. We'll do some DMT later and you'll be like, oh, that's what it is. Uh, okay. <laughs> It's like, oh, you know, where you see all of life laid out before you. You're going to have a question a... next month. The World Health Organization announces toad licking toad is an addictive. Toad <laughs> addictive. That's the thing. It's apparently not addictive, and the results last for many months. So ah. this is kind Promising. of huge. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, very good news. All right, that is the Not end of that toads, round. But. <laughs> Let's see how our scores are. Oh, my God. Keith L. Jensen's in first place with 300 Whoa, points. Whoa, Keith. I've been here before. And in second place, we've got Sean Charlesworth with 200 Sean. points. Sean. Uh, we've got Joe in the audience tied for zero. Also not <laughs> You bad. and I, Yeah. yeah. And bringing up the last place is Adam Rogers with negative 100. What? But, in the red. How did that happen? I know wow. how this show goes. Put your money yeah. on Adam. <laughs> there have been shows that have ended with literally everyone in the negative. Wow. So negative 100, I think, has won the show before. So, so it was one of those leads. That's what I'm kidding about. You are yeah. magical. You know what? Hold Super on. cute. Yeah, and very cute. You're Whoops. getting uh, a point. Uh, yeah, the audience, audience gets a is point. getting a point. Nice. Yeah, what are you? Five. There you go. Good job, audience. Yeah. You pulled ahead of Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Not All hard right. to do, really. Here we go. Round two. Round two's theme is science. Science. Mm-hmm. Question number one. A recent German study found that workplaces can boost productivity by making what change to their office? Adam. Making it a lot colder. <laughs> Ooh. You're wrong. Joe. Putting up a Nazi flag. <laughs> it's a German study. I'm not even going to. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> no. I feel 
like the audience might know this one. I'm sorry, Keith, but the audience did shout it out before you got it. Yeah, wow. And I'm going to give it to him. Well done, audience. It's making the office warmer. Good job. That's just, just as well, because I was going to guess paying the fucking employees more. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> that does nothing. Germans yeah. already tried the giving you more vacation. <laughs> now they're yeah. going to take that away and just turn the thermostat up? Yeah, just turn Aww. the thermostat up. Poor uh, little krauts. It is, uh, so this was a study of uh, more than 500 men and women, and they had them take tests, m- simple math and verbal tests, under different temperatures. Um, so the temperatures ranged from 16 to 33 Celsius, which is 61 Fahrenheit up to 92 Fahrenheit. And what they found was that in general, men did better at the cooler end of the spectrum and women did better at the warmer end, clear on up to 92. Like <laughs> the women were still doing better. Like the hotter you make it, the better. So Joe was, was half wrong. I was wrong and misogynistic. <laughs> no, Joe was wrong because they found that the effect on women was much more powerful than the effect on men. Ah. So increasing the temperature, even though the men did better at cooler temperatures, it affected the women so much more that it was overall all better for warmer temperatures. Ah, you'll rule the earth in this global apocalypse. Basically, women cause global warming. Wow. <laughs> so I've that we could be suspected. smarter. Yeah. 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 We're all. We will raise the temperature in the office and the fur lines will work harder. <laughs> Not all Germans are Nazis, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> And Most the ones who aren't are so cute. That's just the two ends Most of the Americans spectrum. Are, like, I feel like there's more American Nazis than German Nazis. So you should be saying that in like a southern accent. Oh, God, accent. how did we pass them up at that? <laughs> hey, y'all, let's raise the temperature and there the fur lawns will work harder. There you go. <laughs> also, death to others. <laughs> Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, hit your buzzer. Ah, Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Next question. A new study suggests that ancient supernovas may have caused a chain of events that led to humans evolving what defining characteristic? Joe. Belief in Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) No, because the star of David, they followed uh, Jesus under... I gotta Come say, on, I like the accent, sense, right? so I'm giving it to you. Yeah. Can you repeat <laughs> the question? They followed the star of David <laughs> to Jesus? <laughs> they, they followed the star of David I'm to trying Jesus. to make up for the Nazi that's comment. That's just history. <laughs> that's just <laughs> history, Adam. We all know Come that on, that's what happened. That's how it, I'm not buzzing in. <laughs> <laughs> I will reread strike, the question. Strike, strike, yeah. strike. <laughs> the question is, a new study suggests that ancient supernovas may have caused a chain of events that led humans to evolve what defining characteristic of humans? What did we evolve because of the audience? Okay, I'm buzzing in for the audience. Did you say eyelids? (laughs) What? (laughs) You're going to zero the audience. You're going to negative the audience, right? I mean, you got (laughs) to... I mean, she's defending it so vociferously, though. <laughs> yeah. She's won me over. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It's not eyelids, though, Keith. 
The th- are you saying the thumb? This is a podcast, Keith. You have to use your words. You can't. Don't stop wiggling Opposable body. thumbs. You can't just wiggle body you parts said at defining, me. You said defining characteristics, so I'm going to go with opposable thumbs. You're wrong. Uh, what? <laughs> it was a good try, but you're wrong. Big gigantic brains. The oh, do we have another guest? Uh, oh, you uh, can try it. Walking upright. Ooh. I'm going to give that to you. Well done, Adam. Yeah. Bipedalism. Bipedalism is the uh, exact word I was looking for, but I'll take walking upright. Uh, they could have still walked with a hunch, but I know what you're going for. <laughs> I know what you're point. going No, for. that's fair. Yeah. This is fucking fascinating, all right? What? So there's evidence that a giant supernova happened 6 to 10 million years ago, and supernovas, scientists already know, release cosmic rays that will eventually hit the Earth. And when they do, that increases the number of free electrons in our atmosphere. And previous research has shown free electrons can increase the number of lightning strikes. And lightning strikes increase the number of wildfires, forest fires. And around the same time that the supernova happened, there was a rash of wildfires, which scientists suspect led to a bunch of forests burning down and leading to grassland, and humans having no more trees to climb were like, well, I guess we fucking gotta walk. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking stars. Confused you won't be after this episode of Soap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad our audience is as old as us. (laughs) Yeah, how fucking nutty is that? Quadrupeds in grasslands. What's that? There are quadrupeds in grasslands. There are, but not uh, primates. Primates tend to stick to the trees. And if a primate no longer has any trees to climb in, they're either going to (laughs) die or the ones that have learned to walk upright. I thought it was just going to be running away from the wildfires. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that probably helped too. Pick up some speed. Fucking book it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was super cool, and like that's real. That's real science. Wow. <laughs> like, like some of these things I find on complete like the Daily Mail, but that one's for real. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. What, what was the oh the um the toad milk one? I actually found because I was looking at a a kook website <laughs> for the last round. You know, as tradition, that's a kook round, and I found that one. I'm like, oh, that's kooky, and then I clicked through and read the actual study. I'm like, oh no, that's, they did that. <laughs> they gave people toad milk. Rebecca? Yes? Have you figured out where to order toad milk from yet? <laughs> no, not yet. I'm still Googling here. <laughs> Let me know, huh? Yeah, I'm just I'm sure trying to... Amazon has it. Come on. Yeah, this is going to... like next milk. <laughs> next month's Quizzertron's going to be lit, you guys. <laughs> All right. Brought next... to you by toad milk. <laughs> next question. Men are more likely to be involved in the birth of their child if OBGYNs make what change to their office? Joe. Porn. <laughs> Joe, describe that for me. What, do you, what does that look like? In, <laughs> yeah, in general, describe porn well, to me. I don't understand uh, if, it. If you want the... I am but a simple woman. <laughs> uh, well, I can spell it. Um, P 
P-O-R-N. In your R-N. head, is the is the obstetrician just playing a loop of yes. porn? Yes, yes. It's like, oh, get out of my head. Like a cozy car yes. or whatever. It's, it's just all like, prego porn. Yeah. 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 No prego porn. No, that's no. weird. That's that would not be like super weird. weird. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Just normal porn. Oh, my God. I was so you're... afraid to have sex while my wife was pregnant because I didn't want to d- uh, develop a pregnancy fetish. Because then ow. she wouldn't be Whoa. pregnant anymore, and I would have this fetish I couldn't satisfy. So she's like, it's safe. And I was like, it's not safe. It's <laughs> All right. Well, Keith is taking the heat off of me now. Wow. Yeah. I'm giving you both points for that. All right. It's, all yeah. of that was horrible. It was all it was all horrible, and I want to forget it. I want to forget every word each of you said in the last five months. <laughs> I think um, probably told milk. Well, I'm sorry. What were we talking what about? Oh yeah, uh, obstetrician. I didn't get to tell you the end result, which is the pregnancy sex is really, really great. Oh my god. What? Oh my god, it's the best. Keith, you're disgusting. <laughs> Are you the only one here with kids? Do you guys have? Kids? I have no kids. I, I do. You have kids? Pregnancy you... sex? Am I right? Admit it. Just admit it. Watch me not answer this. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys in? Do you feel like you were involved in the prenatal care of your uh, unborn children? You mean was I like home and stuff? Like was well, I? Like, like, were you supportive of your uh, pregnant partner? Did you read Dr. Seuss to her belly? Because I did. <laughs> Not I, to your wife's belly, to mine. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> that would have surprised me. That would have help out if you need me. Call. Me. I, I hope I was. Yes. Um, and did you feel welcomed at the? Did you ever go to the, like the obstetrician with her? Yeah, I think I, I think I did. I was there for you know the birth part, like I, not <laughs> just the birth part. <laughs> the there were other that. appointments. That's no, that's true. Prior to the birth, did you go to them? I went to a couple of them. And yeah. yes, you are right. This has turned into an attack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not really sure where that. I feel like mm-hmm. at some point I'm just going to stop swimming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 We Adam has developed mouse ceiling. depression. <laughs> uh, get that man some toast. Yeah. He's got to get a point for that. Come on. I mean, nope, no. Oh, nope. All right. That's all he gets. Sorry. No way out of this one. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, I tried. The answer I'm looking for is that, uh, so OBGYNs who made their offices more man-friendly. Porn. Helped. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Not Man friendly is such an obvious code for porn. Yeah, okay. Male friendly. You're Thank right. You. You're Thank right. you. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Are, you t- are you talking like 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 big what? red like leather so sports, like, um, steakhouse decoration? Masculine, what? more masculine decoration. Hey, you're having a baby. Uh, High five. Magazines uh, for men. Stuffed okay. animal heads. You know, uh, <laughs> popular mechanics. I assume. Axe throwing. You know, <laughs> who's going to read a magazine while your wife is giving birth? That well, would be horrible. That's well, exactly Joe, it. Though. Sometimes it takes a really long time. <laughs> and two things. This wasn't just while the wife was giving birth. This was during you know prenatal. You got to go through. From what I understand, <laughs> there are numerous checkups you have to go to. Okay. And number two, it wasn't about reading the magazines, because uh, who touches magazines in doctor's offices? People who want to die, I assume. <laughs> Keith, uh, who has raised his hand. Yeah. Um, but it's about making them feel welcome, uh, looking around an office and feeling like, oh, I belong here. And what they found was that men who – these are all expectant fathers – who they had just look at these offices or in a follow-up study, they had them visit the offices. The offices that were decorated in a more quote-unquote masculine style, the men in question were reported that they were more confident as parents. They were more likely to uh, take up 
uh, like give up drinking and smoking while they're wife wow. is pregnant. I knew that fathers <laughs> behaving badly was somehow women's fault. I knew it. I knew it. So what you're it. saying is, is finally we're making the world easier for men. For men, yeah. Okay. Oh, thank yeah. God. Okay. <laughs> I definitely went into this one when I started reading, like, fuck men. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything needs to be for you, you fucking assholes. But at the same time... This is just basic psychology that also often applies to women. It's about making someone feel like they belong in a, an environment. So the same thing we've seen with women in engineering colleges, for instance. If they see more women and they, it seems more welcoming to women, they're going to do better. And it's the same way, in okay. this case, for men in these doctor's offices. And I think that I lose every month because you don't make me feel welcoming. Right. I'm sorry. Do we need to make the set decoration here more masculine for you? Yeah. For you and your striped shirt and your little cabbie hat? Yeah. <laughs> Looking like a fucking newsie. Couldn't we play some football or so, one of those masculine things? I want wrestling. You legitimately look like a 13-year-old in the sandlot. This is, this is a Exactly what I dressed like. I feel like you're about to go, like, try to get a baseball from a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Here, boy. Here, boy. (laughs) See? You're not making me feel welcome. This is what I mean, Welcoming. That's fair. Uh, Next question. A pilot study at UC Irvine found that what popular app can help save lives if used by the California Highway Patrol? Keith. (laughs) Grinder. No, they would be, hear me out, they would be more relaxed, they would be, like, satisfied, they would look forward to life. Yeah. 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 I, and Grindr could use some more cop It's not there for you. So I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. It's not actually the I answer I'm looking for, but you did earn those points. Uh, no, any other guesses as to what app, Joe? A copy of the U.S. Constitution? In app form? Yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'll give you that because I hate cops, too. Uh, But no, not what I'm looking for. (laughs) Except for the one cop who's my friend and probably listens to this podcast. He's great. (laughs) Nice cover. A little late. Yeah, Uh, he he gets it. He hates cops, too. Uh, No, the correct answer I'm looking for is Waze. Waze. So yeah. Don't get lost. So this was a pilot huh. study. Uh, and oh, Waze no, you said it was you when cops are near you. Pilots. Too many <laughs> things at once. Uh, <laughs> Adam? You said it was CHP, not pilots. I don't understand how you could have a... Why would you... Does, you said does, it was a pilot study, but I'm not... Oh, I see. I see. I'm to, sorry. Could you just explain your joke three more times? <laughs> see, because... Okay, because... Po- okay. See, here's yes. what I mean. It's, it's funny because... because uh, Adam, can you just buzz in No. <laughs> I can do it for you. <laughs> Goodbye points. I'll take it. <laughs> um, Keep them. So it's a preliminary study uh, that looked at uh, how... It takes an average of 7 to 14 minutes for emergency medical services to arrive on the scene of an accident, but using crowdsourced traffic data on Waze could cut that by as much as 60%. Wow. And it's way easier for them to find exactly where the accident is and to get there faster, and it's easier to then uh, get information to the hospital that they're going to be going to, like what injuries they're going to be seeing so they can prepare for that. So it, it improves the process on pretty much every level by using crowdsourced data. 
That's so funny that Waze will help bring them to me because Waze helps keep me away from them. That's true. That's true. I love that it alerts you when there's cops in the vicinity. Yeah, so, so you cool. can like speed right past them, yeah. crash into a barrier, and, and then, then they'll come, they'll come and yeah, yeah save your life. Yeah. <laughs> Ease would also have accounted as a, a good answer. Yeah. It could also save lives. Uh, next question. Christians who believe in the prosperity gospel that God financially rewards you for your faith are less likely to do what? Keith. Have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> They're clapping. They are clapping. <laughs> They are clapping, but you know how I feel about, like, you know... That wasn't pandering. This pandering. is strongly held belief. That was <laughs> blatant pandering, but I'm going to give you the points. Fine. Not what I'm looking for, though. Uh, Joe. Donate to charity. Uh, great answer, but no. Oh. Not what I'm looking for. Any other guesses? Adam. Attend church regularly? Incorrect. <laughs> Sean, you're the last one. I have no idea. I don't know. Nobody has any idea. Yeah. Keith. Pay their taxes. Incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, you just you, you deducted. That's okay. That That's zero. I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's yeah. You're right. Uh, no, I'm so sorry, oh, oh, audience. Oh. It's not tied. Uh, read the Bible. Incorrect. You're lucky you're already right. <laughs> uh, no, the correct answer is start a business. Oh. Uh, this well, yeah, why bother all that work when God's just going to give you money? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this was research that was looking specifically for the opposite effect. They thought, oh. like, maybe prosperity gospel encourages people to, like, go out there and make their nut. But in this case, they found that people who believed in the prosperity gospel were actually much less likely to start a business or <laughs> actually make bastards. any money. Ironic. Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, it's hard because uh, foreigners are always stealing their jobs. Oh, yeah, wow. that is an so, issue. Yeah. yeah. Foreigners like Middle Eastern men claiming to be messiahs. Right. Constantly <laughs> stealing their carpentry jobs. <laughs> Next question. Egyptian fruit bats oh, trade food for what? Keith. Sex. Of course it's yes. sex. Yes. Well done. Pretty much World's the answer to everything. World's oldest bat profession. <laughs> Besides fighting crime. <laughs> right. Uh, the bat time and bat channel are weird. really This was a study done by biologists at Tel Aviv University. They found that female fruit bats often take food right out of the mouths of male fruit bats. And they were like, Women, am I right, weird. guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, this is an extremely, this is basically like MRA catnip, <laughs> batnip, if you will. Uh, they uh, And the, the researchers were wondering why do the male bats allow this? And it turns out it's because... They're horny and dumb. They're horny and dumb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they uh, paid attention to the next litter of bats that happened, and they 
genetically tested all of them to figure out who the dads were. And they found that the female bats would basically connect to one particular male bat, whichever one was giving up the most fruit. And that's the one that she let hit it (laughs) and would bear their children. Did the study actually say that's the one they let hit it? That's the one. Yeah, it says (laughs) conclusion. That's the one they let hit it. Okay, I just want to get that right the next time I'm at a cocktail bar. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, the other interesting thing about this study is that they found that there was no uh, ideal male fruit bat. It wasn't like a bunch of female fruit bats were just like itching to get at one male bat. Uh, they found that each of the female bats had individual preferences. Aww. And those preferences changed from year to year. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, pickle. maybe retract your all. <laughs> so bat tinder is there wild. A, there's a yeah. bat out yeah. there for everybody, but yeah. no. Exactly. There's there's other bats in the cave, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> all right, last question in this round. Researchers found that monkeys spontaneously developed a call to warn each other about what man-made objects. What man-made object? Joe. Guns? Incorrect. So sorry. Sean. Scooters. Mm. Blatant pandering to our San Francisco audience, but I'm going to give you points. (laughs) Any other guesses? Oops. Oops. Cars? Buzzin. Say it. Cars? Yeah. Say it. Say it. Through all that? I just, it was a real answer. I, I got, you like you a take legit, the medicine. Yeah. I, you know, it, no, it, it, it seemed legit. Try. It was a good try. Keith, you got a guess in you? You, you, haven't, you haven't tried this one. What man-made object? I want to guess yellow hats, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I might be winning yes. this episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you got it. Yellow hats. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be. <laughs> if you had buzzed in before you made the joke and uh, knew the audience liked it, I would have given you those points. <laughs> you can't do it after you know the audience likes it. Not good enough. No, the correct answer is drones. Oh. What? Yeah. So this is actually a really cool study that I wanted to talk about, but I couldn't think of a good way to phrase the question that gets That's at the right, heart of what this is. This is really cool. So... Uh, the researchers studied West African green monkeys and their cousins, the East African vervet monkeys. Horrible and gang fights between this. <laughs> they really don't like each other. Indeed. Territory. And, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Don't they are bitter enemies. The wrong That's color and the wrong. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they're cousins, but they have different predators. Uh, each of them have unique calls for their various predators. Vervet monkeys have calls for snakes and leopards and eagles. But green monkeys aren't preyed upon by eagles, so they only have calls for leopards and snakes. However, the researchers wanted to see if this language was based in their DNA. And so even though these vervet monkeys had never made a call about eagles before, once they flew drones over the monkeys, they all made the exact same eagle call that their cousins made Ah. on the other side of the continent. Right? And they saw, and like they also played them sounds of the drones later to just verify, and all of the monkeys started looking up in the sky looking for the drones. So they associated with eagles. They had the call, it was in their DNA. It was basically a vestigial language 
that the researchers were able to bring out. Wow. Isn't that fucking awesome? It's crazy. I don't know. All right, shut up. That's wild. <laughs> Look, I like science, all right? No, that's cool. No, that's cool. I'm skeptical that it wasn't cars. It's not cars. <laughs> I know it wasn't cars. Cars don't fly. <laughs> all right, let's take, that's the end of that round. Let's take a look at our scores. Oh, yeah. It looks like, holy <laughs> shit. Oh, this can't what? be right. Oh my it's God. the end of round two, and Keval Jensen is in first place with 400 points. Wow. Yeah, round of applause. Would have been 500 if I wouldn't have had that man with the yellow hat fiasco. Yeah, yeah, you fucked that up, didn't you? Uh, we've got Sean in second place with 300. Ooh, right on my tail. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The audience not far behind with 200. Ooh. Ah, uh, Joe just behind that with 100. Also not bad, but Adam... <laughs> Adam, you're at... What has happened? You're somehow at negative 400. Wow. <laughs> Not somehow. It's getting a lot of them wrong. I think that's... You know what? I think that does have something yeah, to do I with it. A cor- I think you're something. A, yeah. you Can I what? gift him some points? Um, <laughs> you might be able to. Okay. We'll see. I mean, I, he's identified the problem. So... <laughs> that's fair. That's I fair. I feel like this... That's the first step. <laughs> uh, yes, Keith, who has buzzed in as Adam... That was so you could give him the points. For what? For identifying why he was losing. That was really good. I was proud of him. Oh, all right. There you Thank go. You. I feel really pitied. Keith, I took the points from you. That's all right. <laughs> I can spare them. Wow. You really can't, though. No, I can't. All right. Uh, next round, the theme is assholes. Assholes. <laughs> I really might win this episode. <laughs> the fun thing with this show is you don't know which kind of asshole I mean. It could be either. Who knows? Question number one. The head of Trump's climate change panel. <laughs> that kind. Oh, boy. Recently compared the demonization of coal to the demonization of what group, Adam? The Jews. <laughs> Absolutely correct. <laughs> it was, in fact, the Jews. Yeah. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> uh, his full quote, this is William Happer, who serves on the National Security Council as the president's deputy assistant for emerging technologies. The demonization of carbon dioxide is just like the demonization of the poor Jews under Hitler. <laughs> Wait, it gets worse. Just like. <laughs> he goes on. Carbon dioxide is actually a benefit to the world. And so were the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so many things. It's, it's, wow. it's the past tense. <laughs> Call this administration <laughs> anti-Semitic now, assholes. <laughs> I listened to the quote like three times. I'm like, did he say were? He did. Wow. He did. Before the war. All right. Question number two. (laughs) The owners of the Ark Encounter, the 500-foot recreation of Noah's Ark in Kentucky, are suing their insurance company for failing to cover a million dollars of damage caused by what? (laughs) (laughs) Keith got their word. Absolutely correct. Would you have also accepted irony as the answer? <laughs> Rad. Yes, I would have. All right, all right. <laughs> Catastrophic irony. <laughs> <laughs> 
According to the lawsuit, heavy rains caused a landslide and some structural support damage near the exhibit. The actual boat itself was not harmed yet. Um, the boat uh, is fine, but the insurance company says that the damage was due to faulty craftsmanship <laughs> and so that they're only partially covered by their <laughs> their uh, policy. And I'm wondering, like, I was, I searched through the article to see them say the words act, act of God. God. <laughs> and I, no, they wouldn't go for it. I didn't find it, unfortunately. But maybe that'll come out in the court case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only they could have prepared some way for all that rain. <laughs> Question number three. An Ohio meteorologist told viewers to stop complaining after her, uh, his updates about a series of tornadoes ripping through the area because they were interrupting what TV show? <laughs> An Ohio meteorologist told viewers to stop complaining about his updates about a series of tornadoes ripping through the area because they were interrupting what TV show? I know the audience knows it, but I'm going to give you guys a chance first. Sean. Twister on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's wrong, but I'm giving you the points. Uh, Buzzing again. Live updates from a Trump rally. No. Sorry. So sorry. Any other guesses? Audience? Uh, Audience is absolutely correct. Well done. It is, in fact, The Bachelorette. And like five different audience members. I know. I like that it came from several different corners. And you know what? I'm with you. Trash TV is all I have in this world anymore. <laughs> and you know, this show. Uh, <laughs> yes. Please uh, stay. <laughs> the uh, weather, the meteorologist said, some of you complain that this is all about my ego. Stop, okay? Just stop right now. It's not. I'm done with you people. I really am. This is pathetic. So, yeah, oh, he's wow. all of wow. us. And he's he needs, right. He's he needs right. some frog toad milk. If he had a little bit of frog toad milk, I feel like. <laughs> he's sad. He would have been super chill, but also people probably would have died in that tornado. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question. What is the new name the U.S. Department of Energy has given to fossil fuel? Oh, Keith. Damn. Keith is fascinating. <laughs> Freedom molecules and freedom fuel no. and freedom no. gas. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, it is. I read it today. You're s- you did say the right answer, actually. You yeah. What? Yeah, he got there. He got there. there. He, he got, got there. there. Yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, I know. Sean is like, what the fuck? I thought he was just saying words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to remember because they, they said yeah. multiple. Well, they were in real the same press release. Yeah. There were two both. things yeah. I was looking for, and you actually you nailed one, which was freedom gas. Uh-huh. The other one you were very close on, which is molecules of U.S. freedom. <laughs> that is, nice. To be fair, that's about how much there is left. <laughs> yeah, a few molecules. <laughs> uh, this came out in a press release on Tuesday, uh, and I quote, uh, DOE Assistant Secretary for Fossil Energy Stephen Winberg said, with the U.S. in another year of record-setting natural gas production, I'm pleased that the Department of Energy is doing what it can to promote an efficient regulatory system that allows for molecules of U.S. freedom <laughs> to be exported to the world. Oh. Wait, wait a second. His last name is Windberg? <laughs> <laughs> that is beautifully ironic. It is. Yeah. It's Windberg. Oh, Windberg. Okay. Yeah, we can go with that. And then also in the press release, uh, there is Freedom Gas. Increasing export capacity from the Freeport LNG project is critical to spreading freedom gas throughout the world. <laughs> I usually blame my freedom gas on the cat. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> I don't 
right. giving him that wet food again. Also, I do feel like Molecules of U.S. Freedom would be a good name for your come. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I wanted to say it. That it took wasn't me a by real surprise. joke. It was just honest. something no. I wanted to say because it'd be funny. I'm oh, glad that's the you end did. of that round, actually. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Uh, let's take a look at our scores now. Holy shit, Keith Olchenson is still in first place with 500 points. How close is Mr. Charlesworth? I can't see. Sean is right behind you with 400 points. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Hey, Sean, I noticed your beer is still half full. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we could do a little something about that. Are you trying to bribe Sean or get him drunk? I'm not sure A little from column A, a little from column B. so pretty. Uh, the audience, you're not doing bad. You're right there with 300 points. Well done, audience. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, you're you're in the positive, and yeah. that's a good thing. You got 100 points, so well done. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Adam, <laughs> you're better than you were last round. <laughs> and that's all we should say about that. <laughs> it's an improvement. Uh, it's time to go into our final category oh. of the evening. Uh, the category is kooks. Uh, usually, you know, the final category is science according to some weirdos. In this case, uh, I've chosen Mysterious Universe, which is a website uh, that's all about uh, weird kooky shit. Uh, and is where I found that that snorting frog <laughs> news item. So, here we go. Uh, a few months back... In a previous show, I actually mentioned a woman who had married a dead 300-year-old pirate ghost. I'm sure you all remember. Oh, my uh, God. Please don't tell me you're going to say they got divorced because I would be heartbroken. Keith, Keith, I'm so sorry to tell you this. <laughs> Not only did they get divorced, but she had to get rid of him in a particular way. What did she do, Keith? She exercised him. <laughs> She did. Wow. <laughs> she I'm going to need a minute. I know. Take as much time as you need. Uh, it was Amanda Teague, if you'll recall. Um, she says, and if you'll also recall, she was a Jack Sparrow impersonator as of her course. job. And she said that the pirate ghost she was fucking was the inspiration for Jack Sparrow. And so she refers to him as Jack. Uh, I had a dream once and I was having sex with a ghost, but it was out in public. So people that could see me just saw me. They couldn't see the ghost. They just but saw, I couldn't like, stop it. It was so good because it was a really hot ghost. Wait, so the ghost was completely invisible. <laughs> to everyone else. So they just saw me going, oh. <laughs> Why were you fucking a ghost in public? Because that's where I had the opportunity to fuck a ghost. That's fair. That's fair, actually. I don't even know why I asked. Uh... <laughs> Amanda Teague says, I was getting abscesses <laughs> recurring all the time after Jack and I would have sexual relations. It was something that was at the back of my mind. Uh, Not I where never, you wanted abscesses. That's yeah, right. No. I never had abscesses before I fucked this I think they were doing ghost. it wrong if it was at the back of the mind. So. <laughs> it sounds like they weren't having safe ghost sex. Yeah. So Amanda still wasn't sure that she should get rid of Jack and the abscesses, but another ghost convinced her that she should. And it was the ghost of her recently departed dog, Toby, (laughs) who she asked Jack to watch over until she joined them in the afterlife. I knew his passing was imminent, and I'd asked Jack to keep him until it was my time so we'd all be together, but Toby wouldn't go to Jack. He was very aggressive, and he wouldn't go near him. 
And in the end, he had to go to my mother because he just didn't want to be near him. Animals are quite intuitive about people. So this was a big red flag to me. It's important to always take note of those red flags when it comes to your ghost pirate. He went to the ghost farm in upstate. Mm -hmm. I like that she didn't just assume the abscesses came from the ghost. She was scientific about it. It could have been anything, Keith. Yeah, so she did a few trial runs. Ghosts have a lot of diseases. Yeah. It's not talked about enough. Yeah, and there's no ghost condoms. So it's like, you know, there's no protection from ghost pirates. Besides not fucking them. But come on. Abstinence Wait, is it really in this more day about and age? him being a ghost or about him being a pirate? Because that pirates have a reputation for being I feel like it's a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think it's a bit of both. I don't know, I feel like she's giving ghosts a bad rep and it's not cool. Uh, when hard. I'm a ghost I wanna get laid and she's fucking it up for us. Ghost you know, you know who's got the bad rap is a mummy. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-da-bop. Here all week. <laughs> you sure you can't take points away from yourself for that? Nope. <laughs> I'm invincible. <laughs> Question number two. An Arizona woman was surprised recently to learn that a 10-pound what fell from the sky through her roof and into her garage. A 10-pound what, according to Mysterious Universe? Joe. Fruit bat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. Where is she? Arizona. Ah, so not cool. Adam. There. Uh, meteor? Meteorite? Kooks mm. is the category. <laughs> yeah, that's too, that's I need plausible. you to be more specific. I might give you points for this. I'm going to give you points for this. I'm feeling, yeah. I'm feeling really? generous. I'm feeling pretty good about not getting more specific. Chunk of ice. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> or uh, its its scientific name is a mega cryometeor. And usually these are. Uh, I've had from... one of those at Circle K. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, it's good. Because usually it's frozen piss from airplanes. Well, it was cherry flavored. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't really care how they get there. <laughs> it's positive. I mean, it could still, you know, yeah. So yeah, they happen from time to time, uh, but in this case, Mysterious Universe insists that it did not come from piss from an airplane, and that it was in fact because. Piss from an airplane is usually blue, and this was clear. And they say that this used to happen before airplanes. So, aliens? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Question number three. A man in Burbank captured on video a flying what? Sean. Spaghetti monster. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Wrong. All right. We got some FSM bands here. I'm going to give you points for that. That's fair. That's not what I'm looking for, but it could have been. I mean, that felt like a pander. It could have been. Didn't it? It was a pander to me, really. (laughs) I I know what she likes. (laughs) (laughs) Say something Star Wars for the next answer. (laughs) (laughs) A flying what is captured on video, posted on YouTube. Uh, Definite evidence that a flying what exists in Burbank, California. No? Not pirate ghost. I'm not buzzing in. (laughs) (laughs) The correct answer is pirate ghost. (laughs) Damn. Uh, Angel is what I was looking for. Um, On this one, even Mysterious Universe was a little skeptical. Yeah, it's Burbank. They said pretty plainly that the video does look like it's a bunch of balloons. (laughs) And not actually a humanoid figure descending from the heavens. Well, it's Burbank. She might have been a Victoria's Secret model. 
They're nope. called angels. No, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, they are. Do you want to buzz in real quick? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. What was the cause, according to Mysterious Universe, what was the cause of a cyclone that hit Mozambique last month, causing a great amount of destruction and killing a thousand people? What was the actual cause of a cyclone that hit Africa? Keith. Lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> No, they cause a lot of natural disasters. I so no, I just like that. Like <laughs> no one else enjoyed that, <laughs> but I did. Yay! I did. I did like that. So I'm giving it to you. It's not what I'm looking for, though. No, this is an old school conspiracy theory that maybe the audience knows. I see. I've got a hand. Oh wait! All right, Adam first. Was it harp? Was it the the, the lasers? It was from... harp. Well Whoa. done. Wait, it was well played. Harp. harp. Yeah, give him yes. a round of applause, and then we'll explain it. I'm not going to remember the acronym. Yeah, uh, harp high, is absolutely high amplitude correct. something. Uh, it was... Heart, the band Heart Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be no. plausible. Uh, the high frequency active auroral research program. It's a it's a it's a vast like radio array in Alaska. I believe it is based in Alaska. Uh, it is uh, it is Alaska, and yeah. and it's like it's a bunch of antennas that are designed for scientific research that have been at the heart of a bunch of conspiracy. People think that they're like weather control lasers that also beam ah. thoughts into your mind nice. if you wear if you're the kind of person who thinks that they're beaming signals into your teeth this is where the signals come from absolutely right yeah that is wow. where the signals come from <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah it's uh the actual array is to to study the ionosphere but yeah there's this long-running conspiracy theory that america uses it to uh control the weather and this has apparently infected uh parts of africa where the president of mozambique and several local news sources and Mysterious Universe have come out and saying, like, oh, no, the cyclone was definitely caused by harp, which apparently, like, fired up some array at some point just prior to the cyclone, and that's all the proof they need. Because, as we know, correlation is causation. I love that these same people, you can be like, let me tell you about global warming. And they're like, that's crazy. Right. <laughs> Get out of here with that. There's no global warming because the government controls the weather. Like... Easy. All right. Uh, Have you met our government? <laughs> they seem in control to you. Look, we don't get into politics here, Keith. All right. Ah, indeed. Uh, final question. Oh shit! I really Hands need to make up. Wow. This is it. The CIA is secretly fighting terrorism by launching meteors full of what? Sean. Poo. No, but I like how confident you were, and so you're getting points for it. Meteors, the CIA is fighting terrorism by launching meteors full of... Ham. (laughs) Also not correct, but I like the image that it put in my head. (laughs) So you got points for it. Thank you. It's freedom. Buzz in. It's freedom. It's freedom ham. Buzz in. Come on. Come on. You guys are are messing with me. Meteors full of what? Meteors full of what? At terrorists. Come on. I know you guys have this. No, this is how I lose. This is, I'm not doing (laughs) it. Come on, Keith. Come on, Keith. Keith, you have to, I'm going to buzz you in. Lesbians! (laughs) It's lesbians! Yellow hat. <laughs> it is freedom lesbians. God damn it, I'm charmed. Uh, <laughs> what? 
It's, I know. This I is bullshit. I don't know. Maybe I'm too drunk. I don't know. What? I don't know. Apparently lesbians is Joe the answer. Joe has buzzed in. Oh, I am? You did buzz in. I, oh. Uh, uh, it might have been an anger. accident, but now okay, you have Okay, let me answer. try this. Lesbians. You had the ham. What? <laughs> so sorry. Oh, so there goes sorry. my this ham point. <laughs> Some people just know how to tell a joke. Adam. It's like leaflets saying, please don't be terrorists anymore. Aww. I want to actually try that now. That could work. That is very sweet. So I'm going to give you points, but no. All right. Look, no. I think that could work. I... The, the answer I was looking for uh, was swords. <laughs> what? Meteors full of swords. What? All right, this gets crazier. My tax dollars at work. Because this is actually the second example of a time that I found a news story on Mysterious Universe, and it turned out to be fucking true. Wow. This is true. <laughs> I clicked through. I was like looking. I was like, I need one last question for this round. Oh, here's one. The CIA is secretly firing meteors full of swords at terrorists. <laughs> oh, I clicked through. According to the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> the, the, failing, the failing Wall Street Journal. This actually, the real Wall Street Journal published, uh, they found information about a secret CIA weapon <laughs> that is essentially a missile full of swords that they fire at terrorists and the swords pop out and slice through the terrorists. This is an actual weapon that the CIA has developed and may be putting to use. There can been, be only one. It must have been such a good meeting to be in when they pitched that. So I can't you, even imagine. You imagine? Here's my, okay, here's what we're going to do. Missiles, but... Also. Also swords. Swords. Wait, 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 wait. I designed this while playing Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> when I was 12, and I want credit <laughs> where credit... You give me the names of the people involved in this. They like were in your play D&D. Keith, you don't know what powers you're messing with. A fucking meteor full of swords might be on its way into okay, this you can have building it. You can right have now. It. I'm, yeah. I'm out. Just let it go. So we're using 21st century technology to launch third yes. century weapons. Yes. Okay. And it's awesome. I do this in <laughs> Civ Five all the time. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Uh, yeah, it's right called the RX-9, and it's packed with a halo of six long blades that are stowed inside and then deploy through the skin of the missile seconds before impact, shredding anything in its track. Missile skin. Have, a, have they thought about crazy. explosives in the missile? Have they thought about trying that? That's just that? crazy. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. What are is you this? out of your mind? What is this, 1998? Come on. <laughs> out of here. That is not the forward thinking we're looking for. Yeah. Never make uh, any government. <laughs> guys, that's the end of our game. Shall oh. we see who, who has won? I, I can't even bring myself to look. Here we go. Hey, hey. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. What? Oh. No! Oh. It only took me a, what, year and four months? A year months. and a couple of months. Keith L. Jensen is Keith? our winner with 800. Oh. I have hated every minute of this, and now at last I can quit. (laughs) Goodbye. Fuck you, Rebecca Watson. (laughs) Fuck you, Quizzitron. Fuck you, Piano Fight. Evan, I love you. I'm going to miss you. (laughs) The sword missile is on the way. (laughs) 
the rest of you did a very good job. No one ended up in the negative. Even uh, Adam actually did not come in last place. Made it up to made 100, it, it passing Joe with no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. She's being way too nice. You all lost to a guy who's never won. <laughs> 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 That's you are true. pathetic worms, you toad licker. Hey, I'm on the board. I'm zero. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're there. You're there. And the audience right in the middle of the pack with 300. The audience, Give yes. Of applause. <laughs> yes, well done. Uh, I would love to go down the panel and have each of you tell me where the audience, both here and on the podcast, might be able to find you, either on the internet or in real life, if you've got any gigs coming up. Or if you just want, like, stalkers showing up at your house, just give them your address. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's start with Sean. Hello. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at, uh, at CworthDynamics. That's CWorth, letter C, WorthDynamics.com. And um, you can find me on Twitter, or uh, on Tested, sorry, Tested, mm-hmm. uh, building nerd stuff and uh, doing reviews for equipment. Sean Charlesworth, everyone. Very cool. <laughs> Joe. You can find me uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, at uh, StandUpJoe. And uh, my next storytelling show, Previously Secret Information, is Thursday, June Get 13th, it right. 13th, I believe. That's it's the second Thursday all right. in the month. So, yeah. That sounds uh, about right. Come and check me out. Who yeah. books that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Klosek, everyone. Adam. I'm on Twitter probably a little bit too much. At, at Jet Jocko, J-E-T-J-O-C-K-O. Um, probably see a byline on Wired.com now and then. And if you want to... Go find the book on the science of alcohol. It's called Proof of the Science of Booze, where where books are provided to you for dollars. <laughs> Adam Rogers, everyone. Keith. I'm at fuckallyalllosers.com. <laughs> no, I'm Keith Lowell on the Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. And July 14th, I'm very excited to be recording a new album for 800-pound Gorilla Records called Unclean at the Punchline in Sacramento, and it's worth going to Sacramento for. It's that good. Agreed. Keith L. Johnson, everyone. And I'm Rebecca Watson. You can find us at Quizotron on Twitter. You can find the podcast of this available tomorrow at Quizotron.com or iTunes or wherever you happen to listen to uh, podcasts. And we will be back here on, uh, we'll, we'll be on the last Friday of the month next month. Uh, by the way, I don't think I told you that, Keith. That's important. Yeah, I hope the comic I booked yeah. can still make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great question. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we have to switch to a Friday, but I hope to see all of you there. Otherwise, uh, listen to our podcast and give us a review on iTunes. Only five stars. Otherwise, please don't. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much to Piano Fight and to our amazing audience here. Have a good night, everyone. Yeah.